This is Make It Mentionable. I'm Alyssa Patmos, and this is the show about being human in a world that encourages us to be robots. I invite you to join me as we journey through the mess, the magic, and the mania in between, because what we can talk about, we can manage. This honest conversation extravaganza includes free-flowing conversations and high doses of vulnerability to remind you that you aren't alone. No topic is off limits and episodes are designed to leave you smarter, aka more self-aware than when you came. I am so glad you're here. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Make It Mentionable. I'm your host, Alyssa Patmos. And this week we are talking about how we can create space for growth, how we can create room for growth. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming that you might have a mild obsession with growing either personally or professionally, or at least have a curiosity about how you can more intentionally evolve. And so I will, this whole thought thread around creating space for growth actually started with one of my houseplants. And if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you likely know that I name my houseplants. We've definitely talked about Olivia, the orchid on here. Uh, I think we might've talked about Miss Money, the money tree. Um, but this week we are talking about Phineas and I have no idea what type of plant Phineas is. If I'm being honest, he has like needle like leaves. If they're needles, I'm not even sure if they're considered leaves, but anyway, very thin kind of like needle leaves and he works great to sit on an end table. And so recently, no, this is like a few months ago. Jeff and I were going to the store. I made a wrong turn and we ended up in a plant shop and I ended up finding a new pot for Phineas. And this was great because we had gotten new end tables and I didn't really like the pot that he was in. And so I got this new one and it's smooth and black and ceramic and I love it. It looks great on the end table. Um, and so I repotted Phineas and what happened, I was kind of astonished. So before I think he was in like a three inch container, like three inch pot. Um, but it was housed in a bigger one, um, with just like soil around it, but he himself, like he could only, he was in a three inch pot. And so this, this new pot is probably five inches. And so a few weeks later, I had always known Phineas to be the same size. He would regrow new leaves. He would shed some of the needles at times and he would get taller, but generally speaking, he was usually the same size. After I repotted him, he has grown like crazy, like crazy. Apparently Phineas wants to be a tree because he has gotten way bigger. Within a few weeks of repotting him, he, he grew two new offshoots that were longer than any of the other ones. And just this last week, he has another one that's going to be as long. And he's just like reaching for the sun and he's thriving. He's so happy. And so Sammy thinking about pots and the pots and containers that we find ourselves in, because if I had wanted Phineas to grow, I could have tried watering him more. That's, that's one thing that we do to try and make sure that plants thrive. But similarly to how, to how we were talking about saturated sponges last week, 
it can, we can also overwater them. And, you know, so one way we think of growing, whether it's personally or professionally is sometimes to just absorb new knowledge. It's like, okay, if I, if I learn more, like I'm sure to grow. Right. But like the sponge and like plants, too much water is a thing. Too much knowledge can be, can be a thing or, or we can saturate ourselves with too much knowledge. And so it's not always a helpful way to grow. Another thing could be moving. If I move Phineas to a different place, okay, maybe there's more light, maybe there's less light, and maybe he grows there. And a lot of times we do this. We think, okay, something is feeling sticky, something's feeling off. Like, do I need to move? Do I need to switch positions? Do I need to change the relationship? Do I like need to move houses? But that new environment isn't guaranteed to help us thrive either. A lot of times we avoid looking at the inner stuff. We feel like something is wrong and externally we see these big buckets of life, job, career, finances, the communities we're part of, the relationship, our family, and we want to find something wrong with one of those areas. And that's great, but we we might end up, we might end up seeing the wrong thing. We might end up making a drastic change and that's not actually what needed to be addressed. And then a few months down the road, we're just going to end up feeling the exact same way. And so a a different solution is to go inward and start to look at like what's happening with the roots here. What's happening with the roots? Because it might be like Phineas where they just need some more room to grow, but the way that we've been raised or the current thought patterns that we find ourselves in, we're, we're constraining ourselves And so one of the simplest ways to find more room for growth is not to like completely overhaul your life. Sometimes that's needed. I mean, this is coming from the person who's moved across the country twice on a whim. So sometimes that is needed, but other times, other times it's not, we think it might be, or we think it might be the answer, but it's not actually, it might just be that, Hey, we have some roots that are, that are, that have been growing and they need more space now. And once they have more space, we can start to see more possibility. We can start to see different perspectives. And so, you know, people come to me when, or I should say one of the reasons people come to me is when they know that they're, they're feeling stuck, like they want to make a change, but they're not exactly sure how or what that looks like, or, or maybe they can't see all of the dimensions of it. So, you know, they could have been going to therapy for years and they know what patterns are coming up, but they're just not sure how to make this next change. Or, you know, they, they could be feeling like they need to switch jobs, but they're not entirely sure why or, or what they want or where they want to go. Or, you know, some people it's like they're in a relationship and there's nothing like that seems like it's wrong, but they're not really content. They're not really satisfied. And they find themselves like Googling divorce papers every few weeks. And, and in those situations, sure, we can look externally like, yeah, maybe your boss isn't the greatest. And so it would feel better to switch jobs or, you know, maybe you, the relationship has been stagnant for a while, but that, but does that mean that it, it has to end? Again, in some cases, yes, but in other cases, we might not just be allowing ourselves to see the possibility because our pot 
it's constricting us. It's, it feel it's restraining and the, and the roots can't grow. They can't see new possibilities. They can't gain new perspective because we're so stuck in that container. And so I started to think about like these mental house plants that, that we can, that we, that we have, and it can be conditioning from our past. It can be, you know, thoughts and beliefs that, that have grown over time and, and maybe just, maybe they grew for a while and then they just stopped growing. And we just have this house plant that was like Phineas before I repotted him where just stayed the same size. This can come up a, a lot of times, you know, like sometimes, uh, let's see, I had a client once who came in and they're like, I'm not comfortable crying. And they didn't, they, they were told not to cry. You don't cry as a kid, but, and then it just stayed like that. And so even as an adult, when crying is an acceptable form of emotional expression at times, like they don't, they, they just didn't cry. And it was like this pot had gotten stuck, like the seed was planted and then it grew and then it was never repotted and it just stayed the same size. That thought stayed the same, even as new information was gathered because there wasn't anywhere for it to go. It couldn't, it couldn't expand. And so what happens when we repot that, that thought, that belief, all of a sudden we can see that, you know, crying is a way of, of releasing emotion so that it doesn't get trapped in our body. Crying is, you know, a perfectly natural human thing. And oftentimes people say, don't cry because they're uncomfortable sitting with someone else's discomfort. When we give ourselves the, the potential to see what house plants exist, what mental house plants we have, and then see, okay, what has really stayed the same for a long time and, and what might need to be repotted, we start to see new possibilities and new potential all around us. Another one is, is often with relationships, you know, relationships are one of those big buckets of life where when we start to feel discontent, we start to look around like what's going on, like what is wrong there? What's wrong? What's wrong with this relationship? What's wrong with the person I'm with instead of looking inward and it can get us into trouble because oftentimes it's not actually that huge bucket that needs to be completely overhauled. It's smaller things that are feeling restricted that need to be repotted. And so a mental house plant that can come up in relationships is our definitions of conflict. You know, conflict can feel scary, especially at different times in our life when it feels like conflict means a lack of safety. And so if our definition of conflict is like it's bad and the relationship is doomed, okay, if we're stuck in that pot, in that mode of thinking, then anytime conflict comes up, and, and maybe it's been a harder period recently. And so conflicts coming up more and things feel more chaotic. And we're thinking that the relationship is doomed, but if we can repot that mental house plant into a bigger one where all of a sudden we're able to remember that conflict is an unmet need poorly expressed, then when conflict comes up, there's room to see the possibilities and the relationship can continue to grow and we can continue, we can continue to grow in the relationship. Those roots have more room to spread and to explore and to form more of a foundation so that we can grow. 
And I think it's, I, I, I think this, it, 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 there's two phases to this. There's the first part, which is like, okay, recognizing, recognizing which pots feel constricting right now. And I think that's a practice that we have to cultivate, recognizing like, okay, am I, Am I looking externally? And like, if so, does that mean there's something internally that's actually feeling restricted and which mental house plant might that be? And then from there it becomes, okay, why does this feel constricting? And I'm going to make the intention of like giving this space to grow, giving this a bigger pot. And what does that look like? You know, when you repot a, a, house plant, you can't go four sizes up in pots. If I had taken Phineas from a three inch pot and all of a sudden put him in a 12 inch pot, he wouldn't thrive in the same way. There, there are these like pivot moments where he has to build up. He has to build up to being able to be in a 12 inch pot. I could probably put him in a six inch one right now. I have a succulent, for example, who he needed a bigger pot. And so I, I went from like a I don't know, a two inch pot. And now he's in a four inch one and he looks ridiculous. The pot is too tall for him. He hasn't grown to fit the pot yet. And it, he, he, Larry looks ridiculous right now. And, and we can do that. Sometimes we can try and like leap to these huge other pots too quickly without paying attention to like, what, what is the simple increment right in front of us? And so, you know, the temptation is to overwater. The temptation is to like leap to this bigger pot, but sometimes it's just, okay, how do I go from this three inch pot to this four inch pot and see more possibility there? And what does that, what could that look like? So first up is like what mental house plants exist and where are things stagnating? Where has growth stalled? And what does repotting it look like? And again, repotting it can look like reframing a belief or upgrading a belief. It can look like trying something new and being willing to be a beginner again. You know, maybe, maybe you don't need to switch jobs. Maybe you just need to go and have a conversation with your boss about taking on a little bit more responsibility so that you feel challenged again. And then it doesn't have to be this huge upheaval. Because the other thing that can happen is if you take a plant and you put it in too big of a pot, it can get shocked. Similarly, if you overwater it, it can, it can get shocked and then it doesn't thrive in the same way. And one other piece of this is that, you know, there are different times when it's good to repot and, and not. And, and so for example, Olivia, the orchid right now, her roots, (laughs) she's growing out of her pot like crazy but she's blossoming. She, she has 20, I think she accounted the other day. She has 20 blooms. She has 20 flowers that are in bloom right now. And so moving her right now, even though her roots are, are overgrowing this pot, isn't wise. It's better to move her once those flowers, you know, start to weaken or start to die off. And then I can, I can transition her to a bigger pot. And so it, it allows us when we can recognize what's going on with the pot size and what feels constricting, what feels like we're being restrained, what roots might need more space. We can make wiser decisions about what to do in those bigger buckets and bigger moments of life. But if we don't sort through 
what's happening in these internal mental house plants, we can get muddied up in these bigger decisions and react to something that we feel like is either someone else's fault or, or, or we have to make this drastic change to have anything feel different instead of looking in front of us and being like, okay, wait, 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 wait. Is there something small that could be repotted here that would help relieve some of this pressure and allow me to grow? We can create so much space for growth by looking at these different mental house plans. So where are you feeling constricted? Where are you feeling like there might be some restraints and what beliefs are coming up? How are they potted and do they need do they need a bigger pot right now? And if you need help identifying something with this, it's something I love doing. So hop on over to alyssapatmus.com forward slash contact and reach out to me and we can get a time on the books to talk about it. Um, because again, a lot of times when we want to transition or when we want to make a change in our life or we want to grow, we feel like it has to be this like big, huge change. But it's actually these small pivot points that lead to the pivotal moments that lead to transformation. And it doesn't have to be all the time this huge overhaul. It's the same thing in mutations. It's like small mutations over time is what lead to transmutations and, and ultimately evolution. And so our evolution, you know, is made up of these pivot points over time. And sometimes it's easy to identify your own on your own. And sometimes you need help, which is why this show exists. And it's one of the ways that I, I serve people. So where are your houseplants? What mental houseplants do you have going on? What, what, which are thriving and which ones might need to be repotted so that you can create some room for growth? As always, I would love to know and continue this conversation with you over in the comments. So head on over to alyssapatmas.com forward slash show, and I'll meet you there. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next week. You've just finished listening to another episode of Make It Mentionable with me, your host, Alyssa Patmus. If you're looking for more in between episodes, then sign up for The Peel. It's my free newsletter that gives tips for how to navigate whatever life dishes. And it's also the place where I share the juiciest of stories. To check it out, head on over to alyssapatmus.com forward slash The Peel. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.